Well, we are back from our Thanksgiving hiatus. Um, took a lot to get here because I was deceived by your husband, who's actually a live studio audience member right now. But we're going to get to that. What I found out on Thursday was your trilingual. And real quick, that doesn't mean that she knows three languages. That just means she tried yeah. to be bilingual at the most inopportune time. Truly. Karaoke. Yeah. In front of all of your Thanksgiving guests. Welcome to the L. Duncan Show with Gary Streisky. I think it was the most opportune moment because it's low stakes. It's not, listen, I take karaoke seriously, uh, quite seriously. I've got a long list of things that I go to, a repertoire. There's nothing like facing a crowd of drunk, what typically ends up being college students, and the pressure that comes with picking the right song. Yeah. So I workshop songs at home on my personal karaoke machine. Uh-huh also known as my husband's DJ setup. And I decided to workshop a song in front of my friends and family. There was a handful of you in the comforts of my own home. And it didn't go as planned, but it, it was. it informed me that if I had ever thought, you know what? Now's the right time to perform Pepas, um, a song that you know one or two lines of in general, yes. but the whole thing is in Spanish. And what I remembered as I was in real time trying to sing Pepas in Spanish Yo. was that typically when I'm hearing Pepas, I have had a couple of drinks. Yep. I'm mostly tuning out the music until we get to the part everybody knows. But there's whole verses, Gary. Whole four minutes of the song left. There's four minutes of that song that was just undiscovered until you were on a hot mic. There is nothing like finding out in real time that so you are funny. completely underqualified for something. <laughs> and that happened to me. And like my eyes got as big as saucers. Yeah. And I was like, I, I legitimately forgot that there was whole verses in Spanish that it's I don't an, know. Entire, an entire song. Listen. It is what it is. And oh, yes, we were listening. We were, I was going to get away with it until you told the world that I attempted it. You know, speaking of singing, there's a whole fan base right now singing, yeah. I'm a loser, baby. So why don't you? I mean, kill me is a lot, but yeah. why don't you potentially fire your head coach? Oh, gosh. Body, body, body piercing. Mm hmm. Ohio State loses for the third straight time to Michigan, whose yeah. hardball is. They don't yeah. even have a coach. Yeah. They have Sharon or Sharon yep. Moore. We yep. don't even really know specifically mm -hmm. which one it is. I just is. be calling him Coach. Coach Moore. Coach Moore. Coach Moore. That brother getting it done. That's what I call him. Getting it done. You lose, and now everyone wants to know, should Ryan Day, People who is, what's his record again as the head coach at Ohio State? A lot of wins and yeah. just a couple yeah. losses. I think he's like 56 and seven or something like that. Seven losses, but three of those are yeah. now to Michigan. Yes. And people have some thoughts. Paul Feinbaum, who always has thoughts, had this to say on the Matt Berry podcast mm -hmm. about whether Ryan Day should lose his job or not. Is his job in jeopardy? No, it's not in jeopardy. Is he on the hot seat? No, he's not on the hot seat, but it's not that simple. And you know that, Matt. Uh, you don't follow a guy that goes 7-0 against Michigan and go 1-3. and And yesterday was the worst loss because not only was Ryan did Ryan Day lose, 
He was outcoached. Your thoughts? Here's the thing. Um, Ohio State fans, while some of the most passionate fans, of course, across all sports, whether uh -huh. collegiately or professionally, they, this is so short-sighted. This man has lost seven games in five entire years. And here's the thing about firing a coach. Okay, I get it. You bring a coach in to win a game. National championship is the second peg in this hierarchy of games that you have to win as the Ohio State head coach. Number one, unequivocally, is the game. He hasn't had great success. I think this whole gray cloud of spying from Michigan that happened just three years ago when Michigan finally started, not just Michigan, when Harbaugh finally started beating Ohio State, this gray cloud of sign stealing and spying, this is a perfect deflection point. And I think it's something that people can reference as being sort of this, this fork in the road moment where Ryan Day, because he has beat them, where, where Ryan, the first year, first where year. Ryan Day can say, I was... All the odds are already stacked against me as the Ohio State head coach. And now even more so. Moreover, who are you going to go get if you fire Ryan? Frank Reich's available. Okay. <laughs> okay, but who are you, you going to go get? Let me unpack what you just said because I could not disagree with you more. We discussed this on the podcast. Would the dark cloud of mystery hanging over Michigan, that asterisk, would it disappear if they could beat Ohio State without their coach? It's clear that if there was any sign stealing, and there was, there was sign stealing, so it's not even an if anymore, right? But it's pretty, it's pretty clear there's no sign stealing happening now because as soon as there was a red flag thrown that Michigan was stealing signs, everybody changed up their signs. Mm -hmm. So safe to assume we're on a level, even playing field, and you don't even beat a Michigan team with their head coach. So all things being equal, they don't know your signs. They are just a better team, and they beat you without a head coach because coaching is still important, and it is particularly important in college. And so I think it makes it worse. If you lose to the Michigan-led Jim Harbaugh, you know, the Jim Harbaugh-led Michigan team, who is a better team, and on paper – is one of the top two teams in the country, despite what, you know, the playoff implications looked like before that game. You lose without him? You lose to a first-time head coach that, as Paul Feinbaum respectfully, but not so respectfully said, nobody even knew his name apart from Big Ten Circles? What's up, Coach Mark? That's bad, Gary. That's not good. Michigan, I will say, had a running head start over the last two years of compiling information. Yeah, they're a better team this year, but I don't think that we can just ignore the fact that they had and were privy to a ton of information. And yeah, okay, you're going to change your signs going into this game, but I don't think that there's much delineation once you know sort of the core things of a team, especially this team. Michigan and Ohio State recruit for one reason and one reason only, to beat the other team at the end of November. So I think this whole sign-stealing thing that started three years ago gave Michigan an ample head start I'm not a Ryan Day apologist because he's taken Ohio State into the CFP, into the Final Four, and he's not gotten them the national championship either. I'm just saying on the flip side of that, the grass ain't always greener. Sure. And who are, who's a better alternative? Who, are, who can Ohio State legitimately go get if they're like, you know what, Ryan Day's just not the guy to go win us the game. Who's better? Sure. I mean, you do have to ask yourself that, right? Like, if you just want to be rid of this guy because he can't win the game, and it is, it's a big game. 
it is in many circles more important than a, than the national yes. championship. It is the same game that almost had Jim Harbaugh on the hot seat time and time and time and time again Until before what? he could beat them. <laughs> he was like, yo, I need I need an advantage. Yeah. <laughs> I need an advantage. Bring me a stallion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, facts. Hey. You know what? Maybe Michigan's 180 marvels another 180 that we saw for Ohio State, and that was Maurice Claret, who before the game. Oh, damn. This is Ohio State great Maurice yes. Claret. Yep, yep, yep. Before the game, he's like, this is my team. I ride for my city. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Woo-woo. And then immediately. What he do? Immediately takes to Twitter after they lose. And he's like, Ryan Day. Oh, damn. Love you, bro. But gotta go. This is why you're paid millions. Can't get paid nine M's and lose three straight. Then he kept going and he kept going and kept going. And eventually he backtracked a little bit and he was like, Yo, I'm just a troll, guys. LOL. Hee hee. Okay, so this, this I think, is the big issue because it's it's one thing if the school and the fans, but if you start getting former players and then, of course, the donors, that's that's who ultimately yeah. decides if Ryan Day's going to Players stay. are emotional. But, it, but if, you start getting, if you start getting the greats being vocal uh, on, on social media, it's a losing battle. Ryan, Ryan, Day, Ryan Day is going to have to be like, you know what? I'm gone. My <laughs> thing is not who – is a better fit for this job. It's who wants this who job. Wants it's so it? Ew, thankless, yucky. dude. It's a thankless job. Honestly, the Ohio State and Michigan head head coaching jobs are amongst the top maybe 10 of thankless jobs in all of sports. Like I think we could can we agree that the number one most thankless job in sports is anyone that coaches LeBron James. Oh gosh. Like if you yeah. coach LeBron, it's completely thankless. Because if yeah. you do anything to contribute towards the championship, they're just going to overlook you anyway. Yeah. And if you do anything that doesn't lead to the championship, then you're going to get scapegoated. So that mm. one seems like a tough one. The Cowboys, the Cowboys automatically jumped into my head. But yes, it's it's the it's the You think Lakers. the Cowboys is a is a is a thankless job? Because I mean, this is a team that hasn't won since the mid nineties. So remember when, remember when David Black got fired? Yeah. From was it the Cavs? He was there for like a day. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's 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 certainly pretty. There's dangerous. been a whole slew of bodies in yeah, LeBron's wake. True. Yeah, there's a, there's a, just a whole bunch of just a whole bunch of collateral damage. LeBron's like, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was Wait, me. is LeBron? Is the blonde? Is he the sports shaggy? It wasn't me. <laughs> Come Damn, what, on my what a throwback! Yeah, it wasn't me. That was my dad's favorite song. It's a good song for like a solid six month run. Damn. I don't think he thought about like, like what like it just meant. Just the weirdness of like his like nineteen year old daughter being in the car while he's like, yeah, yeah. got me banging on the shower. It was like very, it wasn't me. Yeah, it wasn't. Coming on the sofa. It wasn't me. Even had her in the shower. <laughs> Your dad was singing that she in the even car. Even got in on camera. Yeah, he just like, unapologetically, and it was like, it wasn't for me. But caught it on camera, and it still wasn't you. Come on, <laughs> that's bad. We caught a whole slew of games, NFL Week 12. Good little good little slate. Had a nice slate starting was, with the Turkey Day slate. slate. Um, should we do Too Long, Didn't Watch? I'm into it. It's time for Too Long, Didn't Watch, where we just take some of the best recaps of the week and, well, punchline them. And Gary, I just want to start by saying Jacksonville won again. I know... You've been a huge proponent for this, but I'm going to jag it for you this week. Oh. I am officially jagging on. Boom! L, because November is almost over, 
and Jacksonville did win again. They beat the Texans, currently three seed in the AFC. So there was actually no need for me to even jag off today. Is it creepier that my husband just steps away? (laughs) Despite Desmond Ritter throwing two interceptions, the Falcons beat the Saints, who could only muster five field goals. And the five and six Atlanta Falcons now lead the NFC South. And oh my God, Tom Brady was right. Oh my God, we're watching a lot of mid. Yeah, A lot of mid. It's bad. It's bad. And here's the thing. Um, I'm glad that you're finally agreeing with our Lord and Savior, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. Um, He's been right ever since he's become a talking head. And it sounds like we're lining up with the same games because Ludacris repelled from the Raptors at halftime to perform as those birds beat the Saints 24-15. I hope you finally saw, though, how impossible it would be to get it at the Georgia Dome at the 50-yard line while the Dirty Birds kick it for tree. There's a lot of people around. Okay. I got a question for the Atlantans in the room. What does kick it for tree, T apostrophe R-E-E mean? Because I thought it was always while the Dirty Birds kick and retreat. Yeah, like three. It's like tree. It's kick like it. a... While the Dirty Birds kick like for sl- tree. Yeah, it's like a slang oh! way. While the Dirty Birds kick for tree. Like they're kicking for three. They're kicking a field goal, game. Why don't you just say kick it for three? Because they're brilliant and they're wordsmiths and poets. This whole time he thought he was saying while the Dirty Birds kick and retreat. Is that what you think about Atlanta? Well, that makes more sense than it, kick it for tree. It actually does make a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm kicking for tree. That doesn't shorten the word at all. And it's more confusing. Well, this was a bit of an ADD detour. Ugh. But the Georgia Dome at the 50-yard line, impossible, Luda. <sighs> the Patriots versus Giants wasn't <laughs> a David versus Goliath matchup. More like a pillow fight between two twin scrubs and a guy who ironically doesn't even wash his own pillowcases. That's our guy, Tommy DeVito. That's our guy, guy, Tommy DeVito. Living the life. He can only focus on football. And, L, I'll just go ahead and pile on to that. If DeVito keeps winning, he's going to get what every Italian-born kid in Jersey dreams of getting one day. Not a championship for the hometown team. Not a big house because he already lives at home. Something even better. He'll be joining the likes of Bon Jovi, Sinatra, Gandolfini in getting his own Garden State Parkway gas station named after him. There's only nine of them, and he's on his way. Have you ever driven the Garden State Parkway? Yes. The rest rest stops are awesome. Yeah, their names are cool. It's cool, but Springsteen doesn't have one. Just super weird. He's like, how deep of a dive did you go on to do the research behind this joke? Because I'm actually really impressed well, at how thorough the joke is. No research. It wasn't funny, but it was thorough. Well, I mean, sometimes the best jokes are sort of just like ones you have to explain. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Every time I drive through Jersey, oh, to get to the Mrs. Parents' house on the South Shore of Jersey, hmm. always stop at the Bon Jovi yeah. rest station. Oh, it's awesome. Don't have to pump your own gas. That's cool. Yeah. If this was the Apollo and you were doing stand-up, this would be the time where the Sandman would come out and then the crowd would boo you off the stage. Damn. And finally, the Broncos beat the Browns again. It is so reliable, you guys. The Browns are to the Broncos what Forrest Gump was to Jenny. No matter how bad it gets for you, at the very least, you know you can still f*** him. Oh, gosh. I forgot that we blur words out. Gosh, damn. And that one punched extra hard because I just got done watching Forrest Gump again. Jenny was 
She didn't Jenny deserve that sucks, man. She dude. didn't deserve that Jenny man. She didn't deserve him. Sucks. She didn't deserve him. I'm glad though that she didn't sell the Medal of Honor. I forgot about that. Yeah. And then she left it on his on his on his uh table when she left. And at least that's her one redeeming quality. Yeah. Is that she was she was she was getting the she was going skiing for free. Yeah. Let's just say that. Forrest needed some friends yeah, to literally man. say to him, run, Forrest, yeah, run. Yeah, run, run, run away from this crazy She's woman. nuts. For the second time this season, the Broncos have been in a scoragami game. A yes. final score that's never happened. Yeah. They lost 70 to 20. Uh, okay. Let's not talk about that one. This time they won 29 to 12. Sure did. That makes it five straight wins. They're a playoff team, which makes fans in Denver do something you can also do with the letters in Scoragami. Don't think too hard about it, though. Still a kid's program. Oh, oh my God. What? Are we thinking of the same word? I hope so. I think so. I mean, there ain't many words in reference to... Hey, what's next in the rundown? <laughs> no, I want you to say it. What word were you thinking of? Say it, Gary. I was thinking of... No, say it. You wouldn't say horny last week. Say it, Gary. I'm not going to say that word either. This word's even worse. You Har used it as a punchline, but you won't say it? Sometimes the best joke is the one that people have to think of, and then when they're driving home, they're like, oh! We don't like people to think on this show. The word is orgasm. Oh, damn it. By the way, let's talk about the Broncos for a second. Because they're, as much they're good. As you haters they're a playoff out, team. You haters... I'm sitting right next to one who want to keep glossing over the contributions of the Broncos by being like, nobody was talking about the Broncos. Let's move on. Well, now they're a team to be reckoned with, sir. Yep. And no, I'm not exactly ready to let Russ cook, but I'm ready to let him microwave again. He's he's cooking at the opportune times. He's warming up Totina's pizza rolls. However, uh -huh. it's a far departure from where he was, which is easy bake oven, right? Yes. Like essentially just letting a sundial cook your food. Yep. He's now moving up. Before you know it, this guy might be able to man an air fryer. And then- You are hating on maybe him. Maybe then we'll allow him near an open flame again. No, here's the thing, Gary. He is being opportunistic, which is great. He's protecting the ball, which is what you're asking for. But this idea that like, let Russ cook, you guys, he's like averaging three yards per throw. It's not exactly like he's lighting them up. It's not necessary. And that's been great. The defense has like 15 takeaways. Yeah, they're over. sick. They're, they're sick. Nuts 16 right and now. three games, 16 and four games. Four straight games with at least three takeaways. Longest streak since the year 2000. I mean, they're doing the things year that, 2000. The, that the 20, you know, 15 Broncos did in route to winning a Super Bowl, although that defense was still better. Um, and so, you know, I'm into it. It's interesting that this defense has all of a sudden come on as of late and they've just become turnover monsters in the last handful of games and it's the same defense. And albeit, it's an outlier when you play a Dolphins team that has the best offense in the NFL, but they gave up 70 to them. And of course, you have to cut bait with some of your older guys, revamp your defense. My question about this Broncos team and the way they're winning is, is this sustainable? You're not going to force three turnovers a game every game for the next six games. What's more sustainable is Russell Wilson protecting the ball, best interception, best touchdown to interception ratio in the league. And he's not having those, you know, why isn't he in the MVP discussion games that he had so often in, in Seattle, Seattle when he's throwing for four touchdowns and 400 yards. It's more like a two touchdown performance with low 200 yards. So what that seems to be more sustainable than this defense just being 
the best defense in the league right now. It's the combination of both, Gary. I mean, I literally just mentioned 2015. Maybe you'd say it wasn't sustainable if there wasn't quite literally a blueprint for the Broncos having already done this. I am by no means saying that this is a Super Bowl team when we knew that 2015 team could potentially be a Super Bowl team. That team was historic for a sustained period of time. This team's been historic for the last six, seven weeks, right? But that is absolutely the formula is yes, lean on your defense. Lean on your defense, who has somehow figured this thing out, and then just hope that Russ, that the defense can keep it close and that Russ can be opportunistic. Because that team that won with Peyton Manning as a shell of himself and also had Brock Osweiler have to start, that team was winning because of the same thing. They had the top scoring defense, and their defense was not only getting takeaways, they were scoring themselves. So if Mm -hmm. your defense can give you seven points a game, if your special teams can pull a, a trick out of their hat you can absolutely make a little bit of noise so the idea that three weeks removed from being like i'm not going to mention this team anymore because Mm -hmm. they are crushing my heart that we could even be mentioning them as a playoff team i think is is a win on the season like no matter what happens from here on out this was exactly the kind of season that sean payton hoped to have when he came back and when they paid him all that money it didn't hurt peyton manning that he had weapons i mean he had Three top ten guys, Black and Decker, sure, Brandon Stokely. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think Russell Wilson has, has that. He doesn't even, have Cortland even, Sutton. Even, even close to that, Jerry Judy has fallen off, and that kind of stinks. He's been fell off, but yeah, I'm looking at the stats right now. Russell Wilson threw for 134 yards, and you weren't too far off going for three yards every throw. Six point nine is his average. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and they're still winning. Yeah, correct, because he's just not asked to do a ton, and then they'll get an explosive play here. He gets and there. to improvise. A handful of times, as opposed to improvising the whole game, which catches defenses off guard, and the and and this stretch of wins is so impressive. And you take a look at the remaining schedule. This is like a ten win team. I'm tripping, and you know I hate the Broncos. So sure. the last thing I want to do is give them praise. Yeah. Beat KC, beat Buffalo in Buffalo, beat Minnesota, ended Minnesota's five game win streak. Cleveland, top of their division. Now they're traveling to Houston. They travel to L.A. They travel to Detroit. So they go off three vicious three vicious um, trips. They'll, they'll beat New England, they'll beat the Bolts again, and they finish their season in Vegas. There's definitely four wins in there. That's definitely a playoff team. Wow. You say, That's weird. You say you hate the Broncos. Yeah. I know that. I, in the same way, hate your Patriots, and I'm not going to gloss over. You keep saying my Patriots. Your Patriots. You know I, you know I defected when Tom Brady retired. That's fine. You're still going to have to hold that L. That if you're gonna If you're going to rep the brand when they're winning, you're going to rep the brand when they're losing, and I'm just going to keep pouring like more salt all over your grave. I don't think that's exactly the expression, but that's what it feels like because yeah. this is every week. The headlines in Boston are, this is the new bottom. I'm like, at this point, guys, you're reaching the core of the earth. We're almost <laughs> at the mantle. <laughs> oh! Like, yeah, I still remember my science, That's friends, right. You know? The mantle. And then, what's what's underneath the mantle? <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> That's for my husband to know and Whoa. not you, Gary. Whoa. Hey. Whoa. He's not even paying attention. Um. The details of this game are so disgusting. And I know that the Giants are doing victory laps and they're like, oh, Tommy DeVito, this is great. This is a 10-7 barn burner um, that ended with a field goal miss from the Patriots. And for so many years, Bill Belichick has been able to get away with this Mr. Eeyore act because his team was winning. And so every now and again, the two or three times a year they would lose, he could sort of... But now Bill Belichick's team is horrible. 
The PR crisis is upon them. Everyone is actually calling for this man's head. This has got to end. This is bad. He's a bad GM. He's a bad coach. It's all bad. And so I want to do a, a little cosplaying with okay. you. So I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to have you pretend to be Bill Belichick, who has been PR trained to spin this a positive and optimistic way because things are bleak. But you're fighting for your job now. You're trying to get Patriots fans to keep coming to games. And so I'm going to be at the press conference. You're Bill Belichick at the podium. I'm just going to throw out what could be legitimate reporter questions right now, and I want to oh. see how well you can spin it. You ready? Yeah. Uh, Coach, the Patriots are 2-9, and nine, uh, which is the worst record you guys have had through 11 games since 1993. So what do you think about that? I'm not here to dwell on the past. Uh, 1993, a lot in the game has changed. Um, I can't really focus on what happened 40 years ago. Next week we got a tough one against whoever we're playing and uh, – just make sure we practice hard and get better and um, get a win next week. Not worried about the past. Coach, over here. Um, Coach, you just got beat by a quarterback who can't fold a fitted sheet. Coach, what does it say about your legacy? Um, the thing about folding a fitted sheet. Use your big boy voice, Coach. <clears throat> the thing about folding a fitted sheet is there's not – I've never met anybody who can fold a fitted sheet. So I think your reference there, um, I think your reference actually did you less favors than you think. Uh, folding a fitted sheet's pretty tough. Have you ever tried to fold a fitted sheet? Yeah, next question. Coach, the Patriots had their fourth scoreless half of the season. How do you explain just the ineptitude at offense? What you're not focusing on is the half that we did score in. Um, that's why we played two halves. One half you play bad, make adjustments. The other half you come back and hopefully you play better. Um, that's a good football team out there. And just want to remind you that we were playing at MetLife. So it was like we were playing against 15, 15 defenders. Nah, that's why you play two halves of football. We've got time for one more. Coach, Tom Brady just said that the football he's been watching lately is trash. Do you think that you just told on yourself? Listen, Tom's a great player. Um, Tom's a great player, uh, but I, I, you know I'm not. You know I'm not on. You know I'm not. I'm not on Snapface. I'm not on. I'm not on FaceX. Uh, what, what Tom says, yeah, he's got. He got his. He's got a right to his own opinion. But uh, I'm just. I'm just focused on the 53 guys in that room, and uh, yeah, appreciate the question. He did look good though on that boat. He did look good though on that boat. He's looking strong. And that's when everyone will overlaugh because that's what everyone at yeah. press conferences does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. All right, thanks. See you guys. See you guys back in New England. All right. Mac Jones has 12 interceptions, the most by a Patriots player through 11 games since Drew Bledsoe, which happened in 1999. And I'm just going to throw this out there, striker. Am I still Bill Belichick? No. Oh, okay. That's why I called you striker. I was getting super depressed. <laughs> Feels bad being in his body, huh? Wearing yeah. his suit. But he's like a, he's like a funny guy. He's a fun guy. He just knows how he's to turn not. it on. Yeah, huh? One he's of his not. best friends is Charles Barkley. You can't be best anything. friends with him if you don't That's have. That's not true. Yeah, huh? I have unfunny friends. 
What? Yeah, I have friends that are like cerebral and they're not particularly funny or charming. Like they are to me, but they're not like crowd pleasers. They don't like walk into a, that doesn't mean, you don't have to take on the identity of, oh, are you only friends with people that are just like No, no, (laughs) no, 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 no. The question was, I think that if you are close friends with somebody, there are attributes that you share with that person. And I think maybe humor, affability, if that's a word. Affableness. I think affability some, some, some is more on target. Some of those characteristics I think you generally share with your friends. Okay. I'm not saying you have to be, you know, carbon copy mirror images, but, you know, like takes one to no one type situation. Uh, also, Opposites Attract. That was a whole song with Paul Abdul. Where she yeah, you're right. And it was Chester also a the movie, Cheetah. wasn't it? Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. But here's where I'm getting at with this. Okay. The Patriots are at the point where they've got to start doing stunts in order to get people to come and watch the games and have any interest in the games. Because it's not even fun to like laugh at them anymore. They're just like horrible. Yeah, they suck. What if they call Drew Bledsoe? Listen, I understand he's 50 years old now, 56? 56 feels old. However, Drew Bledsoe was never able to run. Not ever. He always just stood in the pocket. So you just go like jumbo package every single time. Let Drew Bledsoe get out there and throw. Why not? You're telling me you would not have some level of interest of watching the Patriots play whoever they're playing this weekend if Drew Bledsoe was suiting up? You would. You would care. You'd be interested. Why'd you skip Tom Brady and go straight to Drew Bledsoe? Because I thought you were going to go with the Drew Bledsoe thing because he's like a very, very successful wine guy now. Just get everybody just obliterated in Foxborough. But then I guess it's everybody, perfect everybody because already the, it is. It feels yeah. like you're wearing drunk yeah. goggles when you watch the what Patriots about right now. Scott Zolak would be a better option in that regard because he's he still fires from the hip. He's 60, but he he acts like he's 25. He still thinks he's in a locker room. Yeah, I okay. think Scott Zolak's the guy. There are two Patriots quarterbacks that anyone in the whole world knows, and that is yeah. Tom Brady and Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. So Tom Brady ain't walking in that door, and he ain't coming back. He would still take it too seriously because he was still playing football this calendar year. You got to go full stunt and go get Drew. Damn. Let him, Wally Pip. Jesus. These two dudes, let him get his comeback. He gets a chance to Wally Pip two kids 25 years after getting Wally Pipped himself. It is a story for the ages. Call Disney. They invite Drew Bledsoe back. He doesn't know, though. Like, he doesn't know, like, the context in which they're inviting him. Hey, Drew, we want to honor you on the field at our next game. And then he gets there. He's like, we're going to honor you by having you suit up for 60 minutes. (laughs) Why don't you get on out there? He's like, is this an old timers game? He's like, sure. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. Versus the Ravens. Yeah, you're the old timer. See, tell me that's not a game you'd watch. You would watch a game of Drew Bledsoe trying to stay alive. You could like, you could do a bunch of like. This isn't Hunger Games, L. This is the NFL. <laughs> Yo, what the hell? That's barely what the Patriots are. Yeah, that's true. That's not. I'm not watching the NFL. They look like doo doo two and nine. Yikes! That draft pick's gonna be nice, but it. On paper, it will be because Bill Belichick doesn't use his first-round picks. No. They're going to have a top three pick next year. Yeah. And they're going to trade out for 14 seventh-rounders. Probably. From from James Madison, no disrespect. Yeah. Um, He's going to get a third-round kicker again. Gosh. But you know the thing that's crazy is in watching that game, let's be honest, Everything I didn't watch that, that game. Everything that you were watching the yeah, game. Yeah, I didn't watch I was that watching, game. I was watching I the game. Watching the highlights. The, the DeVito family, I was like, dude, that – they look like a great time. They look really fun, but that's yeah. that is the Track sadness. Tracksuits sold out. The sadness because I feel really bad for Tyrod Taylor. 
this dude has an opportunity with the Chargers, and then the team doctor punctures his lung before a game, and he loses his job to Justin Herbert, which was probably inevitable anyway, but still. Then he goes to this team, and he's backing up Daniel Midgrade Jones. Mm -hmm. Okay, not Danny Dimes. Yep. So the question becomes, do we pull the plug on Tommy DeVito and his great story? Because he hasn't been, he's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, he's had the benefit of playing two of the worst teams in the entire NFL. The Commanders last week, he gets his first win, despite the fact he was sacked nine times. And then this week, but the question now, and Brian Dayball did not give a real answer. Yep. Tyrod Taylor's ready to come back after uh-huh. the bye. Play the hot hand. You play the hot hand, but is he hot? Is the hand hot? He's had five touchdowns in a handful of games. I mean, I don't, I don't think. Listen, the, the Giants aren't playing for anything. They're a four, they're a four win team, and they've rattled off a couple of wins. And Tommy DeVito didn't throw any interceptions, and he's thrown a handful. I saw a stat, uh, a little nugget, I think on um, Sports Center's Instagram, is Tommy DeVito has more touchdown passes than Bryce Young. Through the last handful of games. Yeah, and Bryce Young just got his coach fired. Correct. So. Correct. So DeVito's doing better than that. <laughs> and Brian Dable ain't getting fired. At least they've won that. four times as many games yeah. as those Carolina Panthers has the guy who went undrafted and was third string. It's a good story. And the Giants, for who they are, the market they are, they need they need people to care and they need people to to tune in, no matter how relevant the product is. We're talking about Yeah, they need a stunt. The guy who lives it, they need a stunt. Yeah. And he's stunting. Yeah, like his daddy. Boom. Yeah, his daddy was just ripping those ripping those cigars, yeah. dude, and just doing a bunch of this. Yeah. Just, I, I want to buy a horn. Yeah. I want to buy the horn. I know. You know what I mean? Do not it was definitely it one of those pepper. moments where you're like, you can do it, I can't. Feels like a little bit like appropriation if you're doing that and you're not an Italian man. Really? Yeah. I don't think you're supposed to like do that. Really? It feels cringy. Well, I was just showing what, the, yeah, the, no, I know. I'm saying like his doing. dad can do it, right? Like you're watching him, like you're like, good for you, dad. But yeah. like I can't do that. Yeah, you could. No, give it a try. No, I'm not going to. Okay. I mean, I could, but then I don't want to get canceled. You ain't get canceled. If the Polish guy's not going to get canceled, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> there is one thing I would love to cancel. Ooh. Uh, my husband brought to my attention the other day that the NFL has decided that their social media accounts are just going to troll. Yeah, this is good. And so there was a collection of some of the best troll jobs from NFL Week 12 on ESPN. And I just, I wonder if we think these are good trolls. So Pittsburgh beats the Bengals. And so they posted a picture of a crushed can of Skyline Chili. Yeah, that one's that one's just predictable, guys. Come on, you're better than that. Yeah, it's like crushed it. Yeah, you're better than that. Then they, maybe they followed that up. They were like, ooh, I don't know if that was good. And then they just tweeted, Winsonati. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. So we're passing on that. And then Atlanta beats the Saints. Uh-huh. And they tweet, as Jeezy Dunn said. Oh, God, I'm out. I'm out, dude. I'm out. I'm already out. They say, who dat? We dat. See, and this is this is a clear indication, L, and we're guilty of it, that you now have millennials yeah. running these accounts. Correct. It's too much wordplay. These are, this is the generation of live, laugh, love. Yes. All right. These are TJ Maxx and Home Goods shoppers yes. now in charge of professional football team yes. social media accounts. Correct. They are. We're guilty of it too, right yeah. here at the Worldwide Leader. One hundred percent. We've I highlighted still like that. I looking think. At them. <laughs> well, I also think there was a really obvious play here because uh-huh. the win moved Atlanta 
into first place in the division. Mm -hmm. Hello. Move. Move. Get that's, out the way. That's good. You could have done something with the other yeah. teams and yeah. like slid up the like, you know? That's that would have been good. And I'm glad that we recognize that at the same time. Yeah. Yo, NFL social media accounts. We're available. Holler. We're actually not gainfully employed, but like if we, you want to do like a side quest sure. thing. We're available. For we, fun. We, we got internet access. We could trade these followers. Texting Omar all the time. Omar Raja, ESPN, he runs Sports Center. I'm like, dude, let me do the captions yeah. on Sports Center's yeah. pictures. Let me do And every then he leaves you on every, read, doesn't Every he? time I do a caption, blows up. Yeah. Every time I throw a little stupid comment in there, it goes crazy. I'm like, bro, let me cook. Let me cook. I had this really funny one. This is what started it Tell all. Tell me. So it just happened to be Tim Tebow's birthday a couple of years ago. And I was in the Denver airport and it was just like a happy birthday to Tim Tebow. And <laughs> it was so stupid. Underneath the comments, I was like, damn, everybody has a birthday this year. <laughs> it went crazy. I said, damn, everybody be having a birthday this year. Because okay. the joke is that everybody has a birthday this year no you don't have to explain it are you explaining it because you think i didn't get it yeah yeah i was just really hoping to get a laugh out of one of the five people in the studio omar has his head in his hands he's shaking he's shaking no damn um some of the best troll jobs came surrounding the lions the packers beat them and then trolled them this was of course on thanksgiving and they trolled them like that's yeah. what's popping a jack harlow reference who yes jack harlow does refer to detroit in his raps but the dude's from like kentucky so i'm yes. not Louisville. like this is not exactly Louisville. synonymous with detroit yeah. nonetheless the best roast of the weekend definitely came in roasting that performance oh. um, at halftime yeah. of the game. He just came uh, out of like an igloo. Yeah, I definitely like saw some people saying it looked like it was the set of a middle school performance for Frozen. Yeah, yeah definitely, for sure. Um, I definitely also saw some people saying that that was the worst ASL translator of all time, just Jesus. the dude that this was- the guy in the back. Well, here's the thing. Hype men, totally a thing. We yes. know that. We love hip hop. They yep. usually have a mic. They True. usually have a mic so that they can, yeah, like that's what your hype yeah. man does in the background. And they punctuate. Give it up, give it up. They punctuate words yeah. that the end of sentences, you, you know. What's popping? Popping. Yeah, popping. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? Just turn into the Migos. This dude just had no microphone and was just kind of in the background dancing around a little bit. He might have been there on, by mistake. Yeah. Honestly, he could have been an extra from It's So Cold in the D. That's how pointless oh he was. God. Like the ones that just sort of rock and sway in the cemetery. Oh um, and so people went all in on Jack Harlow. Yep. The set, meh. The, 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 I like Jack Harlow. The fan POV was just so sad. So bad. It was so sad. It's like what you ordered, what you, got what you got on TikTok. Yeah. Like it was a made for TV performance and they were just like, 80,000 people in Ford Field, they don't need to see this. They don't need to see any of this. It's crazy. Because the thing is, they didn't, need, they didn't do a performance for the stadium or for TV. Correct. It was just all bad. Um, and I actually do like Jack Harlow. Uh, but they the blew worst, the budget on Dolly Parton's half That's show. the worst thing that happened to Jack Harlow. The contrast. Dolly Parton comes out yep. to this huge production. Yes. She is 77 years old. Yep. She's got her, she's showing body. Yes. She's showing body. She's mm -hmm. wearing a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader uniform. When I tell you, I stood up and saluted the TV. Yep. I don't even know why. It was instinctive. It I was, was there. Like, and then y'all had like a like a debate like a, like a debate on how old she was. Yeah. You were like she. You were like she's 117. I mean, she looks amazing, but <laughs> I mean, she's yeah. She's, she's 70. Old. She's she is, 77. She is 77 years That's old. Crazy. She's almost an octogenarian, and she looks like that. Damn it! I love Dolly Parton. Yeah. Do you think 
she sleeps. <laughs> You're going to ask this one again. I'm just kidding. It's still funny. Yeah, no, she looked good, but I was worried during the performance because she kept having to brace herself up against the star. And I was like, God, they better have people on standby. Not to be like, you know, morbid or anything, yeah. but she was making her way from 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 side to side. Yeah. And she kept having to hold on to that star. And I was like, oh, shit, she about to fall for sure. Well, those boots are not mm-hmm. made for walking. That's true. Those boots are high. And I'm glad that she played the hits. I'm glad that she played mm-hmm. 9 to 5 yeah. and Jolene. Yeah. Those are the only Dolly Parton songs that I know. Really? Yeah. That's I mean, it? If you, if you sang a hook, I would know it, but I couldn't think of it off the top of my head. And I... What? You did, that's that her Whitney song. Houston. That is her song. Shut up. Yeah, she let Whitney Houston have it. Wait. She, she released it in everything, but Dolly Parton was the OG in that? You didn't know that? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. That's her I know I'm song. not the only one finding and, that out for the yeah, first time. And Dolly was so gracious, she was like, Whitney Houston took that song and made it a real, like she was like, that is her song now. But Dolly Parton released it many years before Whitney Houston did. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dolly. Yeah. Spreading the wealth. You know what I mean? Come on. Do it then. There's one thing that flew under the radar that I want to bring some attention to. Here we go. Because I have a soulmate. I am married. But I also love to seek out twin flames. Twin flames in someone that I recognize myself in in a petty way. And I had a twin flame alert, fire alarm, five-star alarm go off when I saw a story that many people glossed over a month ago. Seahawks great receiver, oh, DK Metcalf. Yeah. This man learned sign language uh-huh. so that he could get away with talking <laughs> to people and not get flagged in a game. Do you understand the level of petty you have to be to learn sign language so that you can get away with talking <laughs> to people? That is... But still my heart. I feel like I found my petty king. Damn. Like in general, talk to people or talk to people on the field. On the field, I'm poking Gary. a couple of holes. <laughs> he just, just somebody at the store. <laughs> 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 just the, like, I think DK Metcalf is throwing up gang at me. I don't right. know. Okay, but here's the thing. I'm going to poke a couple of holes in this. That's yeah. great. And I'm mm-hmm. really happy for DK Metcalf. He eats a bunch of candy. Doesn't have a regular diet, but he's got time to learn this apparently. Yeah. It's only effective... If the recipient of the ire knows that you're mother effing them from here to kingdom come. Yeah. If he's just throwing up gang on him, DB's going to be like, what the hell was that? Yeah. You're right. I and think- if you go on Rich Eisen show and admit to this, yeah. now the refs are going to spot it. Right. Well, they're not going to know sign like they're not going to know sign language. You don't think if DK Metcalf is after a big catch is just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're not going to be like taunting. Well, yeah, I think if he's throwing up gang signs, which is what you just did, that's not sign language what you just did. You just did finger stacking. Well, I don't know what I did. And he, nope. Well, I don't know. I know I'm not trying wrong. to. I'm not obviously trying to disrespect the, uh, the community there. I'm not. <laughs> I see your I'm fingers try- trying to curl up so I'm bad. Not, I'm not trying to appropriate or anything like that. But appropriate. I'm just like, <laughs> listen, listen, say something, L. I'm nervous. Hey, help. It's okay. We get a hood pass. My sister, part of the ASL community. I knew. God, I was looking for the letters. Yeah, she's yeah ASL community, um, which is why I recognize the petty in him because um, after Alabama lost to Georgia in the national championship, I distinctly remembered texting her, "How do you sign?" Because I had lost my voice. How do you sign? F off. 
Alabama in sign language. I literally asked her if she could send it to me in a video and show me. You just, you did, and okay. She did. And where did you use this? I, I used it a couple of times, maybe on Paul Feinbaum's show. Shut up. I was ready. Did you ever use it on, I don't know, ESPN's flagship program? No. Because <laughs> we can go back to those no, dates. <laughs> Wait, so how do you do it? I forget. Stop. You're capping. What are you talking about? You no, forget. I literally forget, which is why I know that no one on that sideline is going to know that DK Metcalf is doing it. Yeah, yeah, true. DK Metcalf don't even know. Uh, I think that it probably looked something like F off Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dead giveaway. That's a good one. Yeah, that's perfect, actually. Crushed it. <laughs> Crushed it. Nailed it. <laughs> oh, I can't do that. Can't do that. Boss has already said. Throwback. Oh, wait. Before we leave, because okay. a Streisky always pays off his debts, I got to pay off this, this First thing. First of all, I- stop comparing yourself to a Lannister. They're creepy, weird. They were the worst characters and also incest. Go. Well, I was just, I just thought it was a culturally significant, <laughs> a you know. <laughs> okay. Debts. Here's the thing. I said that Omar... Uh, your husband deceived me at the Thanksgiving get-together because when me and Abby walked to the front door, I saw Omar coming through the bay window, and I was like, hmm, he sure does look like he's wearing pajamas. Yes. And I was in regular <laughs> pants, and he mm. opened the door. I was like, my man Omar, have you not changed yet into your thing? And he was, dude, it's a pajama Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I don't really blame Omar. I blame you for not telling me. I did tell you. You didn't tell me. I said me. it's like pajamas and karaoke. There was no paper trail. This there didn't wasn't a paper exist. trail because I just told it to you through your ears. I just said it to you in real life because most of our conversations, Gary, happen with us just speaking to each other like friends. But you have to you have to create a paper trail because you know it's not often that I have to dig through my real adult clothes yeah. to get the sweater, okay, it's or true. to get pants that don't stretch. But Gary, you got to understand you. I mostly see you dressed like this all the time. Yeah. So I just assumed you would show up dressed like you, Gary. And Not then here he comes to the door and his beautiful girlfriend is wearing a silk skirt. Yeah, she looked great. I mean, she looked gorgeous. They look like they were taking Christmas pictures. Yeah. Like I was like, oh no. And we were literally wearing- Everybody was in sweats. Oh, sweatpants from Thailand, like fresh off the boat. That's great. Yeah. down been awesome. Mario even was the wrong color. Like yeah. it was it was horrific. And then you guys show up and you look yeah. super extra. I used the good cologne mm-hmm. that night. It yeah. would have just it would have just been nice if there was like a paper trail. Okay. Next time. Well, next because time. then everybody everybody from then on, we were one of the first to arrive and then everybody else, super producer Zach Mariner, I mean he was just he was yeah. in his Virginia Tech hoodie. Yeah, everybody and I was, was like, wearing this, sweats. This would have been nice. It was a sweats and pajamas. Listen, the devil's in the details, and you didn't ask any. That's on you. I just expected my friend to sort of maybe put that provide in the text. you with free food and also give you the dress code. The food was good. The food was good. I'm just now realizing I probably should have given him the dress code. Yeah, that seems like something that falls on me. There's always next year. <laughs>